It's your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby. Welcome Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak. Welcome back to the booth. Got to be sp- spend some time in Vegas, baby, and is now back a married man. Congratulations to Jeff. And we still got Saints news to deal with, though, even though I guess you now leaving the world of the single men is, uh, I guess, bigger news than anything that really happened in the week you were gone. Bad news, ladies. <laughs> Sorry. And gentlemen, if that's your interest. Yeah. So I lost every bet I made. In Las Vegas, but I did get married, so I guess that is one win for me. Uh, it was actually remarkable how how badly I did, especially in the sports betting department. Keep that in mind anytime I give advice on this podcast, is I'm bad at it. Well, maybe it was just you were in Vegas, and because before that you were on a tear, I remember between work sweepstakes and you know UConn uh, winning championships. So yeah, yeah, I guess I came back down to earth. My issue was actually, actually, I did pretty well at blackjack, but my issue was every time I win at blackjack, I'm like, oh, let's go play roulette, and then I lose all of my money that I won at blackjack and more on the roulette table because I just don't understand how to bet it. Like, I don't get the strategies, and then I just kind of fall apart. Yeah, to me, too, it's like, obviously, there, there's more, quote-unquote, control you have with blackjack, I, I guess. Well, there no, th- but that's the thing, is there is strategy to roulette, but I don't know it. I know how to play. I understand how to make the bets and stuff, but I don't think about it in the way that I think about blackjack, which is like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, that's a bust hand, this is a bonus, and this... Like, I don't know anything to know about anything with roulette, and so I just make really just dumb decisions uh, and then it all goes away. And it goes away so fast. Because blackjack, you're guaranteed to win a few hands on your way down at least. Right? Like just out, out of sheer luck. Right? Like if they hand you a 21, you win. You don't have to do anything. You win. And you get more than you invested with a blackjack. There's, that doesn't exist in roulette. There's nothing stopping you from just making dumb bet after dumb bet after dumb bet. That's what I did. The roulette got you. It sure did. But um, And the food, I conservatively gained about eight pounds in a week and everything is about twice as expensive as you want it to be on the strip. So we ended up just like collecting leftovers from all of my relatives. And then we just didn't or buy food for the last like two days we were there. We just had like five containers of leftovers because all the, all the portions are gigantic. What really stood out? Would you say food wise out there? Was there nothing, nothing. I'm from New Orleans. Like, what am I going to get excited about? Like, the food was good. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know if there was like a special, like a chef out there that had a really good spot. I, well, I mean, there, I'm, there were a ton of them, but like, that's not what I was there for. We went to the, our wedding reception was at the Bacchanal Buffet in Caesars Palace. And I cannot explain to you how big this buffet is, but it's it's basically an amusement park of food. And we had two hours. <laughs> Just eat, go get more, eat, go get more. And like everyone, I had a couple people say, oh, we're going to go out after? I'm like, nope. But yeah, so we're not we're not only here to talk about buffets and and all this and gambling, but you know, might as well start. 
because that's what I've been experiencing. I, I was going to say, too, maybe too much of the food weighed you down with your winnings. It's possible. It's possible. And it was a week, and I'm still coming back. So if I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, it's probably because I don't know what I'm talking about because I have been off the grid for a week. I did not tweet once. I did Actually, I did tweet once, but it was a scheduled tweet. I probably would have to go back a pretty long ways to find a week that I did not tweet. Well, that's what happened. You, you take a break from Twitter and don't tweet, and boom, blue check marks are gone. There we go. And yeah, so let's let's segue into the blue Twitter check mark disappearing act of 420, which you asked me before we came on here if that was an Elon Musk joke, and yes, that is a hundred percent an Elon Musk ha ha, because that's what he thinks is is humor because he's an idiot and he has no shared experience with anybody. So he saw a meme and he was like, "Let's do it." So the reason I bring this up, and it's not just because I lost my check mark, which I did, because I, I will never pay Elon Musk $8 a month. Keep in mind, I did subscribe to Twitter Blue when it was $3 and before Elon bought the website because being able to edit my tweets was worth $36 a year to me. Like, I was willing to pay that. I will not pay Elon Musk any money <laughs> because he's a scumbag. But the, the reason is, like, you go if you go and try to find Saints players on Twitter right now, good luck. Go search for Cam Jordan. Right, which one? He is, does no longer have a check mark, and the first thing you find is four Cam Jordans. That one of them is the real Cam Jordan, but how would you know? How would you know which one? And it's like, so this is a thing, and it's going to be interesting to watch whether teams pay the $1,000 a month to be able to verify their players. Because the NFL, as a, as a gigantic organization, it did that for its teams, but I don't think it's going to do that for its you know thousands of players. How could it? And so I think each team is going to be responsible for verifying its own players. And who, are they going to do that? I don't know. But it's going to be something to watch because when they're not verified, when you have a, like a player with a million followers who isn't verified and suddenly they're tweeting stuff, how are you going to police that? Right? Like Cam Jordan tweets all the freaking time. All of a sudden, you see an account that is verified because all you have to have is a phone number. And, uh, okay, who is this? Is it the real Cam Jordan? It's 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 going to be a mess, and it's not just going to be it's not just going to be tied to the NFL either. It's going to be the entire sports landscape. And like players like LeBron James, who I'm sure their publicist already was subscribed to Twitter Blue, they still have their checkmark. But a lot of players, like if you go Cam Jordan. Will Lutz, you know, you name them, they don't have a check mark right now. So it's like they, their social media accounts are completely just up for grabs. Yeah, with the case with LeBron, we talked about it a little. Have his his check mark is still there, even though, you know, he claimed I'd never pay for this. But I'm sure, yeah, it's something like you said in that instance where his publicist subscribed to Twitter Blue. So in essence, he ended up by default paying quote unquote to keep the check mark. Yeah, I mean, guys like LeBron don't run their own Twitter account. Right. Like they once you get over a million, that Twitter account is worth is worth millions, probably in terms of how many like DMs and messages could he be getting all day? Yeah. You think he's really going to respond to all that or or want those notifications kind of thing? Well, I'm sure his DMs aren't open. But like, for example, like Alvin Kamara's DMs are open, which is weird. Sorry, we were talking about athletes. And as we're talking about this uh, national champion, Angel Reese, wait. Why did they take my blue check? <laughs> she just learned in real time this was happening. Yeah, I just saw that come out. So that's pretty funny. Oh, that's too funny. But no, like seriously, like and and it's there's a there is a bigger thing at play here because players and celebrities and whatnot, they monetize their likeness. And so now she there's a three hundred and forty six thousand strong Twitter account 
that there's that it's just not verified. Like you would have to know that it's her and her Twitter name is Reese 10 Angel. There is nothing about that that cannot be duplicated in some way that would appear to be her. And it's just a mess. It is a mess. It's going to be a mess when it comes to politics. It's going to be a mess when it comes to sports. It's going to be a mess when it comes to local celebrities, national celebrities who, you know, either don't know that this is a thing, don't want to be basically grifted by the richest man in the world, which is what's happening, or just kind of don't feel like signing up, right? Like they don't, it's not worth their time. And uh, I don't know. Like, I think you're going to run into situations where people are going to be accused of things they did not do based on screenshots that are not them, right? Because you're going to see screenshots that look exactly like the player, that looks exactly like what their name would be, and they are out of context. And the only way to verify would be to go back and look and make sure this is the exact right name. And it's usually going to be like, okay, just, oh, there's an underscore in the wrong place. (laughs) I mean, if I wanted to, so I could spend $8 and get the account, the real Cam Jordan, and then I would have a check mark and I could use a picture of him. And as long as I had a phone number to verify the account with that. I think it would be a little more complicated than just verifying it. Like, I think there are steps involved in verifying it to prevent just immediately giving someone a check mark without really, without really vetting it. But there is nothing stopping you from making an account called The Real Cam Jordan and having just as much credibility outside of the follower count. Like, that's the only differentiating factor. You could use the exact same picture. You could copy and paste his tweets over the last several weeks. And so it looks the same. The only difference is you don't have a ton of followers. But in a lot of cases, people won't look that deep. They'll just assume. Like when you get those uh, trade tweets that end up going out from the fake Adam Schefter or something. Right, right. Or like rap shirt, right? Like stuff like that. And it's going to be a mess. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I, it's going to be fascinating to see how Twitter handles it. Because it just... Like his, his, like Elon's rocket blew up. I think it was called like a rapid disassembly. And I saw a tweet that was like, that's basically what's been happening to Twitter, except it's like a slow disassembly over the several months. Because it's a mess. And, and I, that's all I have. We've just been rambling on this. We're not going to talk exclusively about Twitter. We are going to talk about Mike Dettilia gave us his top three draft picks. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to uh, share some audio from Drew Brees of the Zurich Classic in the third segment. But I just think this is like going to be this really, really odd, odd sequence on Twitter where athletes are going to have to fight for their own identities. And that's just so unusual. No, that is weird. Uh, You know, you mentioned it and I go and look here. And like you said, there's a few Cam Jordans. And unless you don't, you know exactly what that handle is for him. How would you know? Right. Until you until you click on it and then see, Okay, this is the one that has. The millions of followers, not the five. Right. So, like, yeah, but when it's showing up in a timeline, all it takes is people to retweet it, and then it will show up, right? All it takes is one person to get duped, and then a second person to get duped, and all of a sudden, your timeline is flooded with tweet from a fake version of an account. And and they will pretend like, oh, there's safeguards in place where you can't just do this, or you can't just change your name, but they're so easy to get around. It's just a mess, and I am, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm like ready to just evacuate Twitter and find something else, but I've spent so much time like building this, this account that it's the only thing keeping me there, and I'm sure that's the same case with a lot of athletes. Genuinely, I, I do enjoy the platform. I, I find it more, out of all the social media outlets out there, I, I do use Twitter more than anything. Facebook and Instagram are definitely an afterthought for me, and I really don't know of any of the other ones that might be popular, like a TikTok I'm, I'm not up to speed with. The only real news social media platform that 
like where you can actually follow breaking news. Like Instagram is really not built for that. TikTok is really not built for that. Facebook is is built for that, but it's been it's been invaded by you know your your grandma and, and Facebook as well as my phone. Definitely eavesdropping on me when I don't. I'm not expecting it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Meta. Yes, I'm right. Exactly. Meta. Whatever the hell that is. Speaking of meta, the NFL got super meta when it decided to randomly drug test Mike Thomas this week, which uh, how how much was he deadlifting? 500 something pounds? 530? Is that an unusually large number for an NFL player? You, you've seen the video, obviously. He looks, he's always been a built, built dude, but he looks extra swole right now. I don't know. Maybe it's because we haven't seen him. He's big dude. I mean, I, I just think it's funny. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell you whether that's a lot for an NFL player or not because it's like I couldn't even fathom that much weight on a thing. But I guess so because he got randomly drug tested. I, I would have to look at, like, like, deadlift records kind of thing. But it's, yeah, 530 pounds. It's like a, a Volkswagen. You think a Volkswagen weighs 530 pounds? People weigh 530 pounds. Like existing humans. Like a Volkswagen Beetle. No, vehicles weigh thousands of pounds. How much does a Volkswagen Beetle weigh? 3,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah, and the deadlift record is 1,015 pounds. So, I mean, he could probably lift, I, you know, in the sense of what you're talking about, you could probably lift like one end of a Volkswagen and keep the rest on the tires maybe. Yeah, he's not going to lift it like up like Superman or anything. Now, that, now that, that would probably be a good reason to get a drug test. But, yeah, so this is not new, right? Like we see this all the time and like the NFL says, oh, it's random, but how can it be random? There's no way that you go viral for a workout video and then the next day suddenly you're selected for a random drug test. Like it's comical at this point. Like it happened to Blake Gilligan after he hit a 70-yard punt. It happened to Thomas Morstead a few years back. Like it's at least once every couple of months you see an athlete tweeting about like, wow, I had five touchdowns in a game and now I'm getting drug tested. Interesting. It's, it's just so silly. I just laugh too that Saints fans, there are still some bitterness there too. And it was like, Let's see if he can deadlift his way to play in more games this year. Right. It's like he hasn't been on the field in two years. Why is he getting drug tested in the first place? I, I don't know. It's, it's so stupid. My whole thing is whatever – if he is taking anything, I just hope it makes his ankles and, and feet stronger. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, the, maybe a, a six-game suspension would be worth it because he hasn't had a dr- positive test yet. So that would be his first offense. Maybe if he's able to get back on the field, you know, maybe, maybe some uh, – some some light steroid use would would be beneficial. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, we we know the the dedication Mike has at at working out, and obviously, uh, you know, he had to clear some hurdles with his latest recovery from that dislocated toe. But the man still looks like a physical specimen and and, and a good to go for OTAs. Obviously, you don't have to worry about him. I'll take I'll steal a quote or a saying from Bobby Abear. He's just not on the couch eating potato chips kind of thing. No, I think steroids should be allowed. <laughs> I felt like that for years. You know when the, when baseball was never better? Right, when they were juicing. Like, come on, give me give me 500-foot home runs. But no, so so Mike Thomas, hopefully he passes that. We are entering the part of the offseason where only bad news comes out. Like, there's, the, the teams are starting their offseason programs and the, mostly strength and conditioning. You know, this is the time of year where you hear about DUI arrests, you know, domestic incidents that you know, it's all you can do is cross your fingers and hope nothing bad happens. And, and, and drug suspensions, whether it's marijuana, 
I felt really old when I said that. Or, you know, or performance enhancing. Like this is around the time that we found out about David Onyemata. Actually, that was, I think that was during the Manning camp uh, two years ago. Because I remember we were in, in, uh, in Thibodeau when it happened. So that's, that's really like, I'm, I'm glad that we can come on here and just joke about the fact that Mike Thomas got randomly tested and not have to be like, oh man, what are the Saints going to do? So-and-so got suspended. Let's save that for Alvin. I was going to say, but we, we still, what are the results from Michael Thomas's, you know, urine sample? We don't know yet. Dun, dun, dun. If he was going to test positive and he knew he was going to, because that's the thing. When you test positive, it's, you know you're going to test positive. Like it's not a mystery. And if that was going to be the case, I don't think he would have shared it. That's, true. That's my interpretation of that. Because it's like it's like if you if you get a drug test for work, and you go back to the doctor and you're like, "How did I do?" There's a pretty clear indicator there. <laughs> maybe maybe he took the special clear serum or or whatever it was. Right, and you're curious how it went. Yeah, exactly. How how'd that turn out? Nothing, right? Totally clean. No, you got to feign confidence. You got to feign confidence. Never been in that position before. Right. If they don't contact me about anything, that means it's good news. One thing, you know, most people don't know this, and I'm more than happy to, to share it because I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of. NOAA.com, Italian's Picayune, randomly drug tests its staff. In the four years that I worked there, I was drug tested four times. Wow, man. That's wild. And I passed. I passed every time. But it's like, but it's so hypocritical. And like, this is completely separate from the NFL. It's just an organization doing something very strange to an, to an, to a workforce that, why, right? It's like you're not driving trucks, you know? <laughs> yeah, if, if, anybody, if anybody needs the drugs, please, it's the reporters out there. If you tested positive for, for weed, something that is legal in how many states now, right? You will get fired. I mean, they may have changed this in the year, two years since. No warning, straight up, out the door. Doesn't matter how good of an employee you were, but, but I could go get, get hammered drunk every night and never have an issue as long as I showed up for work. Anyway, that's, that's, if a company's doing that, then it's like, why are you criminalizing your employees? Anyway, that's nothing to do with the, the NFL. Um, and be like, wait a minute, I didn't think it was the real plant. I thought it was the synthetic marijuana. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're cool with that. Pretty sure more people die from that every year. Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. But hopefully Mike's cool, and this, is, this segment of the podcast is completely completely off the rails we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about real stuff but yeah anything else you want to add steve before we before we close this one out no just like uh definitely glad that the quote-unquote news that we're joking about right now is laughable and nothing where it's an, another arrest or an injury carrying deer meat up the stairs kind of thing you know anything stupid yeah I, th- I think it was uh might have been a baseball player a while back i forget who was carrying deer meat up the stairs and Ended up getting injured, kind of deal. Uh, you know th- those silly injuries, a la uh, a Miles Brennan. We could even say where your flip flop gets caught on something for crying out loud. Yeah, no one's preparing for fishing trips and flip flops. And- I mean, yeah, we, we, luckily Cam's all right. He was in Spain forever. I, I laughed at the fact if you know you have to know Cam obviously, but he's been very vocal this draft season about you know needing to draft more more linemen up there, and he's not wrong. No, I think Will Lutz was talking about that. <laughs> he said he has he needs to block, he needs to like mute Cam on Twitter because he never shuts up. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm surprised he didn't sound off about Mike T deadlift in that way and be like, man, I could do that. Cam has been vocal about literally every Saints topic. 
doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> and now he will be doing that with no blue check mark. <laughs> We've come full circle. All right, let's wrap that segment up. We're gonna come back and we're gonna hear from Mike Dettelier. He broke down his top three picks on Sports Talk this week. And I'm curious what you think about it, Steve. And we're gonna kind of break down, you know, some of what he's talking about. Cause I think he makes some good points. Keep it locked on Inside Black and Gold. 